Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Jennifer. Uh, and I cannot believe it's taken us 83 episodes, I believe. 84? Well, yeah, I think it's 84. Yeah. 84. I would have said this film would definitely have been in the first 10, but we've only just made it to this evening's highlight, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Um, so, right off the bat, Adam is going to open a beer. I'm going to open a beer also. Oh, no, it's an iron brew. Oh, iron brew. Yeah. Yes, iron brew extra. It's like the Coke Zero of iron brew. I was going to say, what does the extra stand for? But extra means no sugar. Yeah. Uh, um, but it actually tastes like iron brew, unlike diet iron brew, which tastes like, I don't know, piss if you drank battery acid. Nice. <laughs> Lovely. Is that your celebratory drink, Adam, for July the 4th? No, no, this it's my celebratory drink in that I actually had some. <laughs> I was just very pleased to see that. I haven't had an iron blue for a wee while, so it's quite nice. You know. uh, a wee tipple. <laughs> yes, so happy 4th of July, uh, belated for our uh, listeners overseas. Well done for uh, escaping the tyranny of us terrible uh, limeys. Congratulations. Um, their tea might have been better, though, if they'd have stuck with us. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, I like their tea. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, so Elm Street 3, before we get into it, I'd like to say a massive thank you to Claire um, for joining Adam on a fantastic bonus episode, which would have gone up midweek. You know, she had no choice. Mm-hmm. They live together, and he's got a big sharp claw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true. I'll be, I'll be honest. It was mainly my insistence. Yeah, exactly. oh. because because what because watching it was just a uh, yeah. It just it was like oh yeah, I forgot. There's all these new people. You know, there's people who've not seen Nightmare on Street <laughs> Two, and it's a it's memorable, if nothing uh, else. It is. Um, I just started watching it. I, so I watched Elm Street 3 today with Lady Jennifer, and we finished mm-hmm. about an hour early. So I watched the first hour or so of Elm Street 2, because uh, I didn't get around to it in the week. Um, yeah, it's, it, it starts off so well, is the problem. Like, it starts off pretty good. Um, and, and I think it's one of the best ones for his makeup, to be honest. Um, oh, undoubtedly, Freddie looks great in number two. It's like yeah. so. That's funny. Why? Why would it be different in two from say one and three? Better money, more time, mm. more yeah. time. To, uh, people have worked on it before, so they can refine it and everything else like that. Yeah, I think because the the first, the first film is a bit covered in jam. Well, he's in the dark a lot. Yeah, but yeah. he's in the dark, covered in jam. Mm-hmm. You'd you'd look at it if if you were say you know you you've just gone outside the. Uh, the, your apartment door, shall we say, living living in a quiet building, quite modern. And then you come out in the middle of the night, and they're just in the hazy, hazy lights of the of the hallway, the dimly lit hallway. There's a man with jam on his face. <laughs> but when you first clocked him, that wouldn't be jam. That would be all all manner of horrors. That would be. <laughs> and just thinking about it, a man hanging around creepily after dark. Covered in jam is also quite sinister in and of itself. So yeah, 
Couldn't agree more. That is pretty horrible. Um, so I've, so I've uh, sent it into Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone and I've yet to hear back. <laughs> nice. It wouldn't be the worst episode on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not true. I shouldn't knock that. I, I actually really enjoyed that show. So. Um, but yes, so I watched it, yes, and it is very surprising, a lot of things about it. I'd also forgotten the other thing that you were saying about all of the, uh, the things you didn't notice when you watched it when you were younger. Um, so in it, Jesse is supposed to be, what, about 15 or 16? Mm, yeah. um, and I noticed that you, you, you and Claire pointed out the terrible art on the, in the hallway, the paintings of the houses, yes. which don't matter. Yeah. Um, but the most surprising one to me is on the outside Jesse's bedroom door, he's got a massive sign that says no chicks, which, he ha- yeah. as a it's... boy of 15, 16 years old, <laughs> I, I would have had exactly the opposite. <laughs> it says, but if, if you look at it closely, it says no out of state chicks. Ah. It's, it's, it's like they've found, they've found some really shit compromise. <laughs> you know, someone came in and just said, oh, do we have to have the no fat chicks sign on the door? Come <laughs> on, come on, just think of it. So yeah, I think that was, but again, the fact they've put that there, it's like, well, you know, He's, he's as manly as Liberace. <laughs> um, so, before we get into uh, this evening's main movie, Chris, have you had the opportunity to check out anything in the meantime? Absolutely. On, on your suggestion, oh. and because it's the perfect time to do it, I watched the remake. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh. It? Oh, well... Well, I well. did like it. No, I did like it. I thought it. I do still like the the style, overall style of films from two thousand onwards. So it had all of that going for it. I thought the story was good, but I certainly, and I don't know whether you primed me for this. I certainly could see how it was hard to like Freddy Krueger as much. And they'd kind of made him more of a child abuser. It was like he's much more fun in the originals. Yeah. So he's almost you can almost like him, you know. Aside from obviously he's doing bad things, but you don't have that sense for him. Whereas in this one, he was just a dirty, horrible. Yeah, they don't keep reminding you in the originals, which it's like you mentioned in the first one. Look, he killed some kids. Yeah, but that's that's not the focus. Yeah, but. Well, it's mm. weird as well because Freddy becomes almost like Freddy's like a trickster sort of yeah. character in the yeah. end, and so in a weird way, you know, it's kind of better off that they leave it a bit folklorey almost. Mm. He's like yeah. the Pied Pie. He's like some sort of Pied Piper figure. He took the kids away, yeah. and then haunted everyone's dreams. You know, mm. that is in the remake. There is a scene where they're looking at stuff in they the do, yeah. library, and one of the things they bring out is a book on the Pied Piper, oh. which, which you don't think of the Pied Piper in such a terrible way, as you know, as you're saying. It's, oh no! Oh it's no! A he was, mythical, he was a, but yeah, yeah. Oh no! I'm not suggesting he was. I'm not suggesting he was a grand nonce, but he, <laughs> you know. I but I mean, me, it was quite me, good if you wanted to get rid of rats and or children, you know, yeah. depending on. Uh, <laughs> but the, the yeah. Yep. In the originals, they don't. They they just you have a sense that he's probably done some terrible things and he's definitely killed them. But in this, yeah, it's that's much more of the it's, story, and yeah. and so it's like it's, it's it's good. But then 
I, I don't know whether if it wasn't actually Nightmare on Elm Street, it would be better. Mm. It's because you're just comparing it to that idea. It's like, oh, I preferred, you know, the original, the way they did that. Whereas it still is a very good story. It's just harder to like it. Um, but I didn't, so you said about the effects and I didn't mind the CG effects. I thought they were okay. I did watch it on my iPad. So maybe that, play computer games and you've played computer games since you were like eight <laughs> yeah. and to you the world is just you know so like yeah. four versions of CGI. <laughs> that may well be true but I, I, it didn't stand out as being terrible CGI and although they had changed the way he looked I thought we still looked okay just not typically how you think of Freddy hmm. um, so as long as I would sort of tried to not have that expectation as much as possible but so I and uh, there were a few scenes that I did quite like the way they'd done it in this compared to the original. Um, so I, I quite liked the ending that he pulled her through the mirror. Um, yeah. So that, but they're, again, they're deliberately not making it funny. They're making it more real, I suppose. There wasn't much funny in it at all. I don't think. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no. Is that um, what they, is? Is was it like the sort of thing you know where they like regularly do? There was that big thing in the 80s where they'd always do like superheroes darker. Mm. Like they 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 were obsessed with like oh we'll do we'll do Batman but as if you know he really was a bloke who went out seven nights a week knocking the fuck out of people in alleyways. You know and the psychology of that actually if it was a real world thing. You know like the sort of watchman idea. And I wonder is that the same thing they thought well if we take this story but then we apply the real world to it. Mm. But it's a bloke killing people in their fucking dreams. Yeah, yeah. There's only so much realism you can attain. Yeah. You can put to such a ridiculous kind of idea, really. I think yeah. just having to spell it out for today's generation. Look, they're not going to get it if we don't explain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and and the, the actor was, he was fine. But yeah, he wasn't quite Robert England. It didn't and the voice was obviously different. The height, yeah, the voice, yeah. The, the Freddy's voice, is, and, and that's the thing I love about Freddy. So I know we're getting into it already. Um, <laughs> but it, as I mentioned before, everything about him is iconic. That jumper, mm. that hat, the glove, the voice, like you, the burnt. You can take any of those, yeah. have them on their own, and recognise them without having to have them all together. And yeah, yeah mm. I, I just think the new version. Yeah, had, had taken those things, but they just didn't feel. It's like without the voice and everything, it just didn't work. And I just think it just goes to show what a sterling performance we got from Robert England, who was a relatively mm. unknown actor at the time. Um, yeah, when you give that character to somebody else and see, and, and again, like I said, he's a fine actor and he's in a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, so it's not that they've given it to someone without any talent, but it does just go to show how much Robert England totally personified that role in his characterisation. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But equally, I wonder if it was the other way around, if you saw the remake first and then watched the others, if you'd have the same problem with it, you'd be like, oh, no, I liked, you know, that feels like the correct way to have done it. Because yeah, it's so hard them. to say. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, someone who hasn't seen around, any of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. But yeah, I'm glad you saw the original, uh, mm. the, the remake, sorry, because, yeah, yeah, as I say, I'd uh, yeah, but it has meant tried. I've got slightly uh, a mix in the original remake and now the third. <laughs> so trying to keep them separate in my mind. But... 
Um, Agile, no, there was, there was, I did, I liked the micro sleep aspect to it. I thought yes. that was quite interesting. And you, you mentioned that as well. Yeah. Um, and I liked the fact that you got the adrenaline that, that kind of seemed like, okay, cause she was going to be, uh, I've got to try not to spoil it, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, there was, a, yeah, just definitely a few bits that I thought, okay, yeah, that, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, I think the thing so, is, they've got a decent screenwriter to to have a go over it. I don't think the script mm, on okay. itself is poor. I just feel the problem is with the original. So many things worked perfectly. So when the second, yeah. when the remake was a kind of mediocre version of it, uh, I think that was that was what let it down. But as I say, I mean, mm. as I say the script and everything and the actual story itself, I, I didn't have any problem with. I just felt that it didn't quite reach the heights of the original and that's the problem you're always just making a slightly shit replica or something which i, d I don't understand the the point of, of doing that when there's nothing yeah. wrong with the original really so yeah. um adam yes my dear well did you see anything this week uh i saw lots of things but i watched uh tetsuo the iron man i had Ooh. a rewatch. Because mm -hmm. um, uh, I got it on Blu-ray in an Arrow sale, um, they they're the distributors. I can't remember the uh, company's Third Window Films, but Arrow are their distributor. And um, yeah, like Blu-ray, really, really crisp, or the, certainly the best I've seen it uh, on the old, like really uh, high contrast black and white. Yeah. Uh, film but yeah just still an astounding film a film that i feel that chris has probably watched but probably would think it a dream <laughs> <laughs> it's what is one because it is it is a it is a classic of industrial culture oh yeah mm. definitely and it's definitely it will have been on at a club somewhere yeah <laughs> yeah like it'll be on a screen somewhere or on a flyer or something like that but yeah it's a the very, I mean, it's a very strange tale of a man who uh, basically metal infecting the world, and it all goes a bit sort of near Godzilla. Uh, there's drill dicks. There's uh, an incredible soundtrack, mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, I just so I watched that. I I have I'm, it's part of a double pack with Body Hammer, like the second one. Oh yeah, uh, but I've, but I've not. I've not watched that as yet, and I really hope they release Bullet Man because I don't think you can get it. I think I've got it on an import Japanese DVD, mm. um, but it's not sort of been re-released along with the other stuff. And that I think is probably that's probably my second favourite of the of the lot. Uh, the only other thing I watched was Sleepwalkers, but I can't really count that because I thought it's late. I watched Sleepwalkers. Yeah. And I put it put it on and ignored it. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I can only describe it as sleep watching. Yeah. I, de <laughs> I, def I definitely watched it, but every single aspect of it slid off like a glass mirror <laughs> in my mind, so that nothing went in. I was just yeah, I was clear. <laughs> Clearly, I should have been in bed, frankly. But there yeah. we go. <laughs> um. Lady Jennifer and I watch one of your recommendations, Adam. You've been recommending this film for years, as far as I can <laughs> remember, and I've had trouble getting hold of it, so I only finally saw it last night. Uh, we watched Murder by Decree. Oh, um, fuck, yes. Definitely a horror. Yes. Um, 
so murder by decree is Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. Mm. Um, basically the same story, spoiler alert, but um, basically the same story is from hell. Yes, the same conspiracy. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, like thoughts as from hell, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really, really sinister, really dark. Um, yeah. It, a bits of it, I, I thought from what I'd seen, it was going to be a bit Hammer-esque. Mm. Um, and I know Hammer was obviously serious at the time and wasn't as tongue-in-cheek as we see it now. Um, yeah. But I certainly thought this was a, a lot darker than you would necessarily get from that. Jennifer's looking at me like I'm wrong. No, yeah, it was a very serious film, very long and probably longer than it needed to be. Mm. Lots of sort of, oh, let's talk for ages about this. Um, but interestingly, it did have a couple of humorous bits in it, didn't it? So there were yeah. bits near the start when I was like, oh, no, maybe they are appreciating that this is... But I think that's because they, they, get, they get Holmes and Watson right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They really do. It's like that bit, because is that the one where, right near the start, where it's um, Watson trying to get the pee off his plate? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> squashed his pee. You've, you've squashed my pee. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Mason. Yeah. It's like that. They're played totally yeah. straight and not in any way humorous, but you're watching it going, you know, that's clearly ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah no, but that's what I mean. They get, they, get, yeah. they get the Holmes aspect right, definitely, mm, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But so, that is. And if, if you count it as horror, we can always cover it one day. Oh yeah! Oh, definitely. I'd be happy to watch this again. Definitely. Mm. Um, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed because I always knew it would be one you'd you'd dig. Yes, definitely. Um, and the other things I've watched now, these aren't horror, but they did feature ghosties and ghoulies. Um, I watched the Scooby Doo movies from two thousand two mm. and two thousand four. The um, that's the live action ones. Yes. yes. Uh huh. Um. And I, I, I don't apologise for enjoying them, but I think I only enjoyed them for Matthew Lillard's uh, Shaggy portrayal because he's yeah, absolutely amazing in them. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, if you closed your eyes, you could almost think you were listening to the original. Like, it's yeah, it's like, really he does it astoundingly well. Yeah. Fantastic. And I've forgotten that the opening scene of the second one, like the title sequence, just totally rips off uh, uh, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. It's the same oh. camera movement and the same sound oh, right. music and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yes. I, I quite, I quite enjoy, uh, another podcast was covering the first one, so I thought I should re-watch it before listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I enjoyed it so much, I watched the second one. So, well, Are you going to watch the, the new one, Scoob? Uh, I, I think that's a cartoon, the new one, isn't it? Yeah. Possibly. Do you know what? I love Scooby Doo, the original cartoon. It, is, it was well written. Like, you know, it, it was. was I was Sherlock always Holmes. disappointed, is the problem, though. Yeah. I was disappointed. Because you I, wanted him to get away with it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't for those meddling kids. They would have done. Is that it? You were rooting for bad guys. I watched every <laughs> single episode and then they went, oh, it wasn't the ghost. It was like, never oh, yeah, a man yeah. in yeah. the yeah. Always let down, always. Um, but yeah. And with a slight readjustment, it's also the Jimmy Savile case. <laughs> <laughs> Would have got away with it if I hadn't been meddling with kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
without further ado, mm -hmm. we shall head into this evening's main feature. Uh, so as we said, we are covering uh, 1987's Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. And we're only doing... Nice. Very good. Live, live music on set from Adam. Because Angelo Badlamenti did the score to number three, but he references Charles Bernstein's score from the first one. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. Um, yes, so Chris, had you seen this film before and what did you make of it? Yeah, this was one that I saw trailered on Sky a few times. Um, so trying to think how old I was but I'd, I'd seen it it built up in my mind and um, I, I remembered the veins scene mm. and the <laughs> the TV scene and they, they were like just seriously like well that is I've never seen something like that before at that point um, so I think I did try and sort of I definitely did watch it I can't say that I watched all of it in the first viewing um, because watching this now, I didn't remember some of the end. So, but it was such a nostalgic trip to watch it because, yeah, like it's still so good. The, the TV scene, um, yeah, and the vein scene, and just, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's great still, you know. You know it's just great. <laughs> Iconic, aren't they, those scenes? It is, yeah. You mm. out and you go, oh, yeah. Now, the, yeah. I think the thing, I, I say, I've always, obviously, so I said before, been obsessed with these films for forever. Um, but I think what sets these apart from the other slashers of the time, so the the uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies and the Halloween movies, is that the teenagers in these aren't just a body count; like they're actual three dimensional characters, and they've got their own traits, and you really care about them. Whereas I think with other slashers, mm. it's just here's a group. Some of them are nice, some of them are dickheads. They're all going to die. Whereas with these films, you kind of really care about. I mean, it actually focuses on on them more than just let's watch the killer do his. Yeah. So, uh, despite the fact he's the best killer of them all, I think that yeah. pairs off really well. That it isn't just yeah. a pretty show at this point. It's still. Mm. I think they give him a lot of. Uh, it gives Freddie something to react off to. Mm. In so much as the first time round, you meet everyone, and you're you're kind of meant to care for them, but you just sort <laughs> yeah. of don't that much. You know what I mean? You know, Rob Rod's clearly a knob. Oh, Jolly, Jolly Depp's you know. Depp oh, ridiculous. Oh. So, so I think yeah, you don't sort of you're not that bothered. Um, whereas I think, yeah, they do actually create a nice, and then Nancy comes back and you realise, so, oh yeah, I was bothered about her. In this yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, yeah, she she worked. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see her come back in this. Um, mm. Did anyone else, or did I just imagine it, that her white hair is on the different side of her head this time around? I don't know. Now you've said mm. it, I do think you're right. I do mm. think her grey streak has changed sides. Yeah, I need to go back and watch the other one now. It's mm. quite an odd but... mistake. Well, it does, exactly. That's why maybe I've imagined it. But, um, yeah, it's nice she was back, though, definitely. Also, another surprise was seeing Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. yeah. Larry yes. Fishburne. <laughs> Larry Fishburne. <laughs> if you look at the credits at the start, I'm like, Larry Fishburne? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he calls himself Lawrence now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he had a good role. 
Obviously, yeah. welcome to horror episode 54, Event Horizon, yes. where we were first talking about uh, the, the marvellous Mr. Fishburne. Mm. Actually, I mean, this was the thing as well, is you can, you can, it's like you've got two proper impressive names, bef- again, like Johnny Depp. Mm. You know, if, you're, if your film's got Johnny Depp in it and, you, and it's not just like a cameo, you're actually like a main character. Nowadays, that really is, that's all you need to sell your film. Yeah. Or it was, you know, I don't know. And I think that you've got like Lawrence Fishburne and Patricia Arquette in this. Yeah. And Lawrence Fishburne was already like doing really cool stuff because he'd done like Apocalypse Now before that. And, yeah. um, but he was sort of just on the cusp of huge. Mm. And this is Patricia Arquette's first film. Mm. It is. Um, one of the things I learned, from, I'm going to have to put it out there. Anybody who is a fan of this franchise, I didn't mention it in the last uh, episode and I really should have done. Anyone who's a fan of this franchise definitely should own the Never Sleep Again four-hour documentary. Yeah, um, I think I do. It's absolute, it's so solid, it's fantastic. And it goes through every film in real detail. Um, and one of the things I remember them saying uh, was that Patricia Arquette, was almost written out after her first... Well, she was almost replaced, sorry, after her first scene because Robert Shea hated her. Um, oh, bloody hell. So in the scene when they're trying to uh, restrain her and she's got the scalpel mm. and she's and she cuts uh, Lawrence Fishburne and she starts doing... Yeah. That. Yeah, they had to do like 30-plus takes, and Robert Shea was getting more and more annoyed, and it was her very first scene they'd shot, and he was close to scrapping her and having her replaced, because she couldn't get it right. Kind of harsh, though, to give you, you know, your first scene. <laughs> yeah, it is quite a difficult scene, and the problem Maybe is just... the point to test her out. <laughs> just breaking into that random nursery mm. rhyme, which I've always found slightly jarring about these. Um, yeah, that's a hard scene to sell for anybody, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think she's fantastic in this. Um, she is. She is really, really good. I mean, um, and actually, and then because um, obviously, she's uh, Rosanna Arquette's sister, and Alexis Arquette, R.I.P. Uh, but also uh, David Arquette. And I'll be honest, I've probably got the name wrong, um, but he's in the screen films as Doofy. But I think that is the name of the Dewey. Dewey. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking of a scary movie at that point, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, and I said, yeah, so, but so, yeah. So there was a, uh, carrying on the Wes Craven uh, association yeah. by being in the screen films because Wes Craven wrote uh, this one. Yeah. So although mm-hmm. he's not back as director, he's uh, he did write it because he didn't want to do a second film but they went ahead and did Freddy's Revenge. And then that was a success. And so Wes Craven is not an idiot. And he was like, okay, <laughs> it's, you're going to make another one. It will do, it'll do really well. I'll write it then because I've mm. got first refusal because I created Freddy Krueger. So. Nice. Um, yeah. And I think that's sort of, apparently also he was the, his original plan for like his original outline for number three was what became New Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. So he was already preparing that, like, sort of 10 that, years. That's the one where it becomes earlier. real. Yeah, 
that's yeah, the one where it right. sort of comes out into the real world. So he, mm. but they didn't want to do that, so he shelved that and did and wrote Dream Warriors. Mm. Um, um, yeah, so what I, what I think stands out for me most about this one is this this is my favourite uh, my favourite for Freddy. Um, mm. This is when he's like we say, this is his makeup's getting better. Um, he's more fleshed out as a character. He's starting to be a bit of a dick, but he hasn't turned into a yeah, cartoon. Yeah, not completely. Yeah, yet. it's a good balance. Yeah, so I think this was the kind of tipping. Mm. I quite enjoy four as well, but it slides away pretty fast mm -hmm. after that. Really, I, I think like the finishing moves in this are, are impressive, aren't they? Like yeah. I, call, I call them finishing mm -hmm. moves now because it reminds me of Mortal Kombat, where yeah. you're used to what the character <laughs> does, but then something changes in a surreal way, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay, that yeah, came out of nowhere, yeah. Because I think and I'll tell you, it's. Oh, cool, man. I was going to say it must have had an effect on me because I've now started having nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Winning. Excellent. Yeah. Wherever, I was quite pleased you, about that. Wherever you are, Mister Craven, it has worked. You've done a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's also this is the this is the bitch debut as well. Yes. Yeah. I did. I, I did count. There was two bitches. There was the uh, Welcome to Primetime bitch and bitch carved into carved, yeah. Joey's mm. stomach. So, yeah. yeah. But it is, it's not quite the bitch fest it becomes. No, it isn't. Um, actually, you saying about the mentioning the TV kill earlier, Chris, did make mm. me think it's one of those I didn't pick up on it. But uh, yeah, it's the fact that later on, after she's dead, it's like that was suicide, and it's like, how did she get two foot in the air to smash her head? Yeah, commit suicide. Um, yeah, that's kind of what. But yeah, um, I'd, I'd, see, my impression is that they sort of always hint at these sort of adult characters being a little bit like they just almost don't want to accept what's going on, so they'll just be like, oh yeah, mm. you know, we're not even going to look at the details. It's just. Suicide done. You know, we don't want to think about what else it could be. Well, I think there's. I mean, there's, there's always the given thing about parental secrets in it. Mm. Although, although me and Claire did obviously have to play the game with uh, Kirsten's mum, where it sort of like starts off with Kirsten making the house, and then her mum comes in, and Claire said, "So, prostitute <laughs> <laughs> or slag." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, because it was the I've got a man downstairs. <laughs> a guest, she said, a guest. It could have been a guests. female with a very deep voice asking for whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was convinced there was a third bitch there. I'd already actually written it down. I was oh, what bourbon? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was convinced it was. Yeah, where's a fucking bourbon bitch? But it wasn't. He yeah, the bitch off the end, and I was like, oh man. Yeah, I thought that that was one as well. So I think that it's, this is, you know, if if we were, I can I think I can use the term in confidence. If we were real cuntsly, we could now say that it's the Mandela effect and yes. we're special and we've noticed yeah. that yes. the world has jumped a track rather than not for one moment looking at the teeming arrogance of that rather than <laughs> I might have misremembered something. Uh, there's definitely two dimensions. I couldn't have made that mistake. <laughs> yeah. Possibly have happened. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, that's ego on a whole scale, that on a whole new scale. That really is. 
but I do. But I, I think it might be even that thing where it was because this was this was definitely the one. Uh, Freddy's Revenge was discussed a lot at school, hmm. but obviously just because of the absolute sort of not not gay subtext. No, the gay foreground of <laughs> Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> When was so that, that obviously well, was that was that the so year? Perhaps when we were at school as well. Perhaps that I think they well eighty eighty seven and eighty yeah definitely would have but it would have been when they were sort of coming out on rental. So that one yeah. was that one was obsessed over. But then eighty five. <laughs> yeah. But it was done in it. But that was that was humorously referred to. Whereas this was the one where everyone was like the. Oh, and then there's this bit where he like pulls his veins out, and he's walking him along like a pu- it's like proper how many killings? Yeah, uh, school stuff I remember. So I think mm. a lot of the time was also people telling you the lines and adding bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, Where's the proper bitch? And uh, I mean, it's also the Dick Cavett Zaza Gabor fucking madness <laughs> as well. Was just yeah, that's just a lovely. A lovely little moment. I think it. You do start getting everything. This is the. This is where you get the proper absurd stuff going on with the like, not absurd, but like the proper dream. Because Claire, Claire pointed out the first film has dream geography perfect. Yeah. Because it has that thing of you walk places very quickly. Mm. Like you walk out of your front door, you're walking into another building. There's no journey. Yeah. So it has that sort of proper dream geography sort of feeling to it. Whereas this one is like, right, it's dream, so you can do giant snakes and <laughs> fucking, yeah. you know, yeah. mechanical heads come out of tellies and so on and so forth. So, yeah. It does, but it's actually, it's funny because I'd forgotten what a low body count there is in this film because although they start off with a gang of 18 teenagers or so, only half of them die. The rest of them mm. make, make it to the end, which is unusual. Mm. Normally, you get a final girl or a yeah. final guy. Um, mm. Yeah, and for them to start with eight and finish with four, I think it is. Um, yeah, they only kill half of them, which is a lot less than I thought they'd, uh, they'd plow yeah. But then again, is it the thing where, like we've said, you, everyone feels like an important death? Yeah. And again, that goes, that goes very much to the, almost to the, the other side of what a slasher tends to be it's like quantity rather than quality yeah yeah where it's like with this you actually give a shit and then people are killed off and you're pissed off that they get killed off yeah but you're still enjoying freddie's performance and sort of the way he's carrying on yeah they so they definitely do away with that later on in the series and do go more for the right we just it's all just set pieces in the later movies isn't it i think Mm. really it's um, and I think that's what this one sets up, but it does it very well. Whereas in the later ones, it's like, right, we'll get eight kids. This is what they're scared of. This is how he's going to focus yeah. the murder for them. And it will just it's be a, a whole... formulaic, does it? Formulaic. Yeah, yeah. Sort of worked yeah. it out. This will we'll just do this. Done. That's what people yeah. like. Whereas this what story is quite good, really, isn't it? Background, the kids are yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, making things a little more serious, because what did you think about the nun scenes with his mum explaining and uh, not excusing him but explaining that um, she was raped by a hundred is it hundred 
yeah, the bastard son of a hundred maniacs, which became yeah. which became one of the many titles they would use. Oh uh, right, that that again, like we were saying about this thing with Freddy Krueger, where he's like modern mythology and like almost like a tulpa sort mm. of thing of being willed into being. He yeah. even has a series of grand names that yeah. sound like they're they sound older than him. Yeah. <laughs> Like the bastard son of a thousand maniacs could be something out of, like, the I don't know, like Mesopotamian <laughs> legend or yeah. Lovecraft yeah. or anything. Yeah. And I think that's why it works so well. I think that they, I think the way they flesh the character out in these first films works. I mean, I know obviously it gets ludicrous when we start getting into the sixth one and demons, as you say, demons have used him as some kind of a familiar or however that works out um mm. but yeah I, I mean up until this point chris looks pained at that thought um <laughs> but yeah at, the, at this point they're just fleshing the story out enough and making it uh, making yeah, it this... deep enough to to give it mm. more as you say like a mythical feel i think actually because this is this is this is the freddy episode in a weird way hmm. it's like the first film's about nancy yeah, mm. and then the second film's about Jesse, and then I can't remember his girlfriend's name, but her story. Mm. And this is the one where Freddy's actually like, "Oh, this is Freddy Krueger. This is what he comes from." Mm. This, and then they start even putting in things like the, you know, burying him in consecrated ground, mm. R- rather than a, a a car crush, like. <laughs> yeah. a, car dump basically it did seem odd it was like is this really going to work if they're just digging a hole in the ground I yeah. did think where's that, all yeah. the uh... it's not consecrated ground no. we're just going to stick him yeah. in, a, in a hole in a junkyard be with some holy water on it yeah. then it'll just be dandy and wave across it a bit presumably mm-hmm. I mean I don't know what happens in the next one but presumably it didn't work Oh, no, oh, he comes oh. back to life in a yes. style you would not fucking believe in. Oh, yes, favourite. Oh. All I will say is this is this is something to sort of tempt people with, mm. is that I don't have as strong memories of any of the subsequent no. Nightmare on Elm Street films, but this, but number four, Dream Master, does actually continue this story. Oh, yeah. I might remember so it then you, when I watch it, perhaps. Yeah. So you get Kirsten, it's not Patricia Arquette, it's a different actress playing her. But Kirsten's back, King Cade is back, Joey's back. And, but, I mean, let's face it, not to get, not to get too far in uh, to spoiler mode. Um, but essentially it's like, oh, here's these three people from the first, from that film that you remembered. Um, yeah. We'll bump them off so we can get on with the uh, new characters ones, that we've introduced. Yeah. And they're just not as fucking interesting. Yeah. No, no. You know, because mm. you've sort of, I don't know what it is, but it is just like, yeah. Cause it, and yeah, as Lee said, the resurrection of Freddy Krueger. Lee, am I right? Does King Cade's dog piss fire? Yes. Yes, that's what yeah. I thought. That's how he comes back to life. King Kate's dog pisses fire into the wow. into the grave and brings him back to life. Because, okay. well, you know, what else you going to do? Yeah. Again, oh. sounds oddly folkloric. 
Who wrote yeah. this one? Was this still, uh, what's his name, or was this someone else writing uh, it? So the fourth one is uh, is Wes Craven. Uh, oh, no, yeah. Wes Craven is the characters. So they say yeah. he came up with the original characters. Yeah, it's written but, right, by somebody else. else entirely, okay. Yeah, because I, I don't think he has an association with, the, other than mm. the credits, the character credits, he doesn't have an association with the films until New Nightmare again. Mm. Uh. So, and I didn't realise this. There's a there's a thing out there, much in the same way as there's the correct way to watch Star Wars now, oh. and um, which is which is basically don't watch the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Just don't ever watch that. There we go. Yeah. One, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, what was it? It's like, yeah, don't watch. The, start with proper start. Prop, no, start with Rogue One. Yeah. Then, yeah. Start with Rogue One. Then a new a hope. New hope uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Then Revenge of the Sith as a as a flashback ah, okay. to flesh out Darth Vader, and yeah. then yeah, and then Return of the Jedi. So sneak that one in the middle when you you know you've seen a lot of good films. You're not going to yeah. watch too much. I wonder if you could do that. Actually, take little clips out of the the prequels, you know, because they, they must you... have a couple of tiny few seconds of value in there somewhere. <laughs> If you can, well, if you can cut it as well as the Geordie Star Wars, <laughs> you know that's done. Yeah. Genius, <laughs> done beautifully, beautifully. Um, yeah, and the other thing with this that I'd forgotten as well is just, and they did it in the first, the first two as well. But what I love about this is there isn't that whole big long build-up of you've got to wait half an hour or so for the first dream mm. sequence or your first bit of freddy it's always right off the bat <laughs> freddy is there before the credits have finished and they, they always get so you get your money's worth right off and then it goes into the story a bit and i like that it, nothing irks me more than when you have to wait too long yeah. for what you've paid mm. for. <laughs> yeah it's so much it's so much better when it's like right within 15 minutes you know Right, we've had 15 minutes, that's included one killing in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're fine. We're fine. I wonder if anyone has done any kind of, you know, grouping of horror films based on that. These are the ones that got their killings in straight away. <laughs> These are the ones that made you wait half hour. These ones, don't even bother with, you had to wait at least an hour for any action. You know, maybe that's something we could work on. I think we've done it already. I think it's decades. If you watch them in the 1980s, they're pretty much straight like in. this. You're yeah. in straight away. The stuff from the 50s, you get to see the monster in the last 10. Yeah. Before that, you'll see like a footprint. Yeah. And then maybe a shadow. And then you'll that see a claw. because they didn't have all the technology. They couldn't, you know, make the whole monster. Yeah, and it was just all an hour and a quarter build up to five minutes yeah. of battle with the monster. For toy soldiers to fight an iguana. <laughs> <laughs> I still love them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you saying, Adam, about killing off uh, the characters in the fourth one as well. That really pissed me off because one of the things I loved about this was the fact that the characters, like King Cade, for me, is one of the best, quote-unquote, victims of this whole film. Um, like his lines and stuff is just amazing and I was so gutted because he made it to the fourth movie I was like yes he's in the fourth movie oh, for kill him off, 10 they? minutes or so <laughs> yeah because they, they kill him off really quick at the start if I remember rightly and it's oh, like, I think they do and, and in a weird way you sort of like right so Kirsten's played by a different actress so you 
at first you're like, oh, well, they've probably done that just because they couldn't get Patricia Arquette back. So they've decided, you know, just best of a bad job. Someone can stand in and then we kill them off. And then the other two go and it's like, oh, no, no, you're just going to piss on everything. All the... <laughs> it's, it's, the same re... it's the same thing. I don't, personally, I don't have it. But I know it's the same thing a lot of people have with Alien 3. Because you've got like, um, uh, oh, is it Hicks or Hudson who survives? It's, I'm not going to lie, I'm not very well versed in the Alien movies, and I should be. Oh, that's just completely gone. In Aliens, Hicks, is it? Right, I'm on it. I'm on IMDb. So what's, what movie are you questioning? Alien or Aliens? Aliens. And who does... Um, who does... Um, Oh, fucking hell, this is just like... this. There you go, this is just... There, is, there is Hicks. Corporal Hicks. Corporal Hicks. Yeah. yeah, who plays oh, Hicks? But there is also a Hudson. Uh, so yeah, Bill Paxton is Hudson. Yeah, that's... Oh, so it's Hicks. Who's Hicks. Yeah. yeah, it's Hicks. And, like, Newt, the little girl that she saved mm. and everything else like that. And then they kill him off before the credits in Alien oh, 3. Oh, to no. put To put Ripley back on her own. And lots of people don't like it just for that reason. That's the problem they've got with it. Is it's like, yeah, but I wanted to see what happened to them too. It's like, so what happened to them too? They're dead. That's what happens. That's life, mate. It's a shitter. Uh, didn't they do it with Friday the 13th as well? Didn't she survive to the end? And then we see her pulled into the water out of the boat at the end. But then the second movie starts with her and pre-credits uh, Michael Myers. To, uh, Michael Myers, you fell in. Jason Voorhees turns up for the very first time and slaughters her in her living room before, if, yeah. if I, I'm remembering I th- correctly. I think, you pro- I think you're right there. I think, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, I don't know whether it's just because people are like, you know, again, it's like that focus group thing where it's like people are saying, well, you've got to have these three characters in it when the new guy comes in to direct uh, yeah. the new one or write the new one. So right, you've got to have these three characters in it. Mm. And they're a bit, well, I've done... I'm not interested in them because I didn't invent them. So I'll invent these other people who they know. They can kill them off then. That's done. Yeah, Yeah. this is better now. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I thought that it was, you know, thinking Game of Thrones, that that was quite a new thing when they obviously try not to give spoilers away to anyone out there who's been under a rock for 10 years. (laughs) Um, Obviously, when right at the start, they kill off the guy who you assume is going to be the main guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the same when they do the Red Wedding, and they're like, well, I can't just kill everyone. What's that all about? Yeah. You know? So I thought that was quite a new <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> oh, actually, it was another several seasons. But yeah, it's interesting that actually they've been doing that since the 80s then. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just, there's a, there's a especially because I, 80s horror has a nice streak of nihilism about it. Yeah. Where there's a lot of just like, no, it's, it's pointless and everyone dies. <laughs> so, you know, but I think that, uh, but um, yeah, oh yeah, as I was saying about the like viewing or ways to view, apparently there's a group of people out there who say there's a Nightmare on Elm Street trilogy, mm. uh, which seems to be the Wes Craven trilogy, essentially, as mm-hmm. they say, it's the first, third and new Nightmare. Okay. So you, you that's like, and I, I, like I say, I've really got to rewatch New Nightmare. But I think that in my head, that was kind of always how I found it. I think they're just like the best examples in the series. Mm. I've got to admit, I didn't hate the third one. I think 
I think the this is the third one. Yeah, the fourth. Sorry, the fourth one. Mm. Um, I know they moved. I, I think the problem is again they replace Kristen, which is fine, but the character they replaced her with played her so entirely differently, which mm. was yeah. where the problem was. Um, so Tuesday night played her in the second one, which I know that says. talk about Paul night. <laughs> I, I mean, if so, if someone comes in. And to be fair, I genuinely think that both Lawrence Fishburne and Patricia Arquette really stand out in this. Like, you can see that they're good actors. Yeah. Do you think they got lucky with that? Or do you think I think they just got lucky. I think, actors. They, <laughs> I think they just got lucky. Yeah. But, I, but it's definitely, yeah, you sort of have that element, have that element of... But then someone comes in called Tuesday night. I don't think they're a serious actor. <laughs> what else has she done? <laughs> um, let's have a quick check on IMDb. Mm. And again, they do that passing the torch. So she comes in and then kind of passes the torch to Alice and Alice leads mm. from there on in. Uh, so Tuesday night uh, has, has only had 61 roles. Oh, she's in the Exiles. Yeah. She's a prostitute in something. <laughs> Sex Demon Metropolis Vampire Madonna <laughs> Interesting Okay um, Yeah she is in New Nightmare as well Very briefly um, So yeah not an awful lot Again she's, it's not that she's a bad actress She just plays the character mm, Maybe she was told to Yeah well possibly Yeah she might not have even watched the original Maybe she was a lot, no, to do it yeah, a, off your own. a lot of people do it So they're not doing an impersonation mm. of someone yeah. Or try not to. But yeah, sometimes it can just be that's a bit strange. Is it only to be fair, like one scene she's in and then she's killed anyway? Uh, well, she, she she's in it because she has to she has to kind of be the she's the exposition. The yeah. Yeah. And also because her power is to draw other people into her dreams. Mm. So again and again, this is the ridiculousness of it. Like Lee said, you've got a, a character who can pull people into their dreams. But you decide to kill them off, but give them the ability to pass that on to someone else. And it's like, yeah. well, you obviously shouldn't kill them off at that point. Yeah. You know, it's sort of... And the, the girl she passes it off to when she passes the power off to Alice, Alice also has the power to take other people's powers when they're killed. So her brother is a martial arts expert. He mm -hmm. gets killed and all of a sudden she's a martial arts expert when... Previously, he tries to teach her, and she's god awful, really. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and the second her brother is killed by Freddy, all of a sudden she's a a, a master, which is what. So that, that gives them the ability to kill off people legitimately, seeming. seeming yeah, right. yeah, and again, it gives her the ability to go from a, a mousy twee girl, which she is. She's very much a, a quiet, um, delicate little flower. And because she absorbs other people's powers, it allows her to become more and more powerful until eventually she can beat Freddy. Mm. Despite the fact she's kind of left on her own, as I remember. Um, but that's number four. Yes, that's not the one <laughs> I'm watching. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's obviously uh, slightly I bothersome. It's, <laughs> no, but I think it, I think it's just that thing. It's, we probably did. We I think we did a similar thing with Hellraiser where we talked about number two a lot. Yeah. Because it's you do get you do actually get a continuation of what's been going on, but I mean, like you say, Lee, it was like 
I remember everyone being upset. Like everyone I went to school with was obsessed with Kincaid. Yeah, he was like he was he was the hero of the film as far as they were concerned. And yeah, there's um, the guy who plays who becomes the wizard, Will. Will, mm. yeah, who becomes the wizard. I, I can't help but feel he'd be dressed like Harry Potter these days. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he, uh, apparently, he was a... Uh, he played Dungeons and Dragons anyway, oh. in real life. What, really? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and was um, still an actor as well. How did that work? <laughs> he was still, he was still an actor, room. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Um, all I will say is uh, leave some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, uh, yeah, so he was like, he basically wrote that scene as far as I'm aware. Or like, he's, <laughs> he just did them a, he did him a dungeon mastering. Nice. Yeah, aside from Stranger Things, is this the only film that's had like <laughs> oh. pretty serious attempt at you know, portraying Dungeons well, and well, no, there isn't. No. You're saying about leave some pussy for the rest of it. Let's not forget Vin Diesel's um, movie that he did. What was that movie that he did that was based on a Dungeons and Dragons game that he used to play? Because mm. he is apparently a massive. Really? No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Vin Diesel is a massive D and D nerd. I'm telling you, well, and that film is based on a game that he used to play, which is why he took it. And I can't remember what it is. According to YouTube, Lee is completely correct. Yes! Because wow. there's quite a few videos of him playing and talking. Oh, and, yeah. as if, and as if Vin Diesel uh, couldn't get any cooler. There's a film called Monsters and Mazes, which is like a panic TV movie about the horror of uh, D&D leading your children down the path to Satan. <laughs> oh, nice. Is, is uh, there anything that hasn't led your children down the path to Satanism? <laughs> Satanism? Yeah. It was the <laughs> last about it, really. for anyone who was uh, lost as to what film I was talking about. It was The Last Witch Hunter. Oh. Right, okay. Um, it was bloody it's awful. Got six on IMDb, <laughs> honey, so some people like it. Yeah, yeah people who play Dungeons and Dragons and back <laughs> in big <laughs> things. People who play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, also, the D Dungeons and Dragons kid, terrible. Um, Will from the film mm -hmm. uh, Ira's real name. The other thing I've seen him in, he is one of the guys who hangs around with Elvira in the Elvira. Movie, yes, which is yes, I, I saw that. There you go. He got some pussy after all. <laughs> yes, Elvira. Isn't yeah, exactly. He's doing all right. Oh dear. Yeah. Because the and. Um, uh, like reading up about it, like you say, apart from this, oh, there are four people who return to this movie from the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, so obviously Freddie, yeah, yep. Yeah. And who else? We got Freddie. So, we got so Heather Langenkamp is back in this one. Yep. Johnny Depp is back in Elm Street Six. No, no, no. This is oh, specific you mean reprising their characters. Yeah, specifically in this film. Oh, bloody hell! Um, oh, the, um, the the father as well. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah John, John Saxon. Saxon. So that's yeah. the three. Also, that bit where the teacher, uh, the, where the doctor is like muscling up to John Saxon, it's like he's got a gun, <laughs> and he could probably paste you across that wall. He's full Bruce Lee, mate. <laughs> 
It's exactly what I said to Jennifer. I went, this man <laughs> has clearly never seen Enter the Dragon because he's about to get his arse handed mm-hmm. if he tries yeah. to start a fight with John Saxon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and the third, per- the fourth person, rather, is a gentleman called Jack Shea, not as in spelt differently to like uh, uh, Bob Shea. Is it Bob Shea? Bob Shea, yeah. Yeah, Bob Shea. That's when you, that's a, uh, Olympic ice sport, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah, and he is the uh, he's a he's a priest or vicar at the um, funeral. Yeah. He mm. buries Rod and he buries Nancy at the end of this. Oh, oh, nice! And it's the same guy, and it's just a weird thing because I was I li- and I, obviously I checked it out, but I, I, when I was actually watching it, I was like, yeah. sure, that's the same bloke, but then he's in it so briefly. Yeah. That you think, oh no, they wouldn't have. But yeah, they obviously just were like, well, he's he's the Elm Street priest. Yeah, that's it. Why not? He lives local, you know. Let's meet Mm. him again. Yeah. (laughs) And obviously, and obviously, uh, everyone's obsession is uh, with with, uh, Taryn as well. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Rubin has been in a film called Bad Dreams. Mm. In which she is someone who recovers from a coma after they've been in a involved in a cult, and then she is she wakes up in a mental institution, and she has to fight a man who is stalking people in their dreams to kill them. Mm. Mm. Where have I heard seriously. that story before? Yes, yeah, seriously, it sounds like. I mean, I I don't know. I could be doing it a disservice, but it sounds like <laughs> it's pretty much like. It is the plot to number three. Mm. It's just the cult okay. leader is. It was, the, is the, it was the very next year as well. They didn't even leave yeah. any time for it to settle. Well, they there was no. Like, yeah. That was good. Let's quick get on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I didn't realise. Uh, there's where is it? She is in. Uh, this is just. I didn't realise there was a remake of the Wasp Woman, but she's in a remake of the Wasp Woman as well, apparently. Okay. So, like the old um, Corman film. Yeah. But that was around the same time. Actually, the director of this re- is um, Chuck Russell, uh, yeah. who did The Blob, yeah. like the remake, the 80s remake, The Mask, yeah. uh, with the Jim Carrey one, not the Sher one, uh, Eraser, Bless the Child, and The Scorpion King. Yeah, so he's done, so he's had a varying. Mm. It's, like, it's like, a strange collection. You don't feel like they're the same guy. No, they've got nothing in common, and they're completely different genres. Um, mm. To be fair, I think they're all pretty good films. Yeah, um, they're not bad. I mean, certainly, I mean, they're certainly well executed films and everything. And yeah, I think it's just again, it's just a strange sort of little handful of films, especially when it's something like because The Mask was a huge success. So you mm. kind of feel that you know the director or. Mind you, then uh, I, he didn't direct it, but yeah, the Mask Two or Son of the Mask or whatever yeah. looks like looks like a shitty disaster splattering down a wall. Yeah, <laughs> I've not seen it, but I've seen no. the trailer, and I struggled to get to the end of that. I'm not going to lie, and that was a minute and forty-five seconds or whatever. So no, I've, I've 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 watched someone sort of go through it online, and Jesus Christ, it it looks like a shitty nightmare. Oh dear! Right, just yeah, it's how how to how to kill a franchise in one film. <laughs> I think that's what that is. Thank God, because that, that that first, I think it, the first one wasn't a, all wasn't an awful movie necessarily, 
but I think it suffered from that thing of being it, it was so big so quick and for so long that mm. within 12 months you were sick of everything <laughs> mimicking yeah. it and copying the Austin it. Powers yeah. effect as well yeah yeah and you were just so sick of you know people mm. at work doing the voices I'm like Freddy Krueger which you know obviously everyone enjoys I never never tired never, exactly never, never tired of um but then you've got lots of people, but then you've got your irritating manager at work going, smoking. Exactly. Uh, like oh. in, in his best impression. Whereas you want to hear him say, welcome to primetime, bitch. Didn't, <laughs> didn't Thingy go for uh, Freddie Starr went through a phase yes, he of did. ripping off lines from the mask. And I was, because again, obviously not a Freddie Starr fan. But even I'm How aware. How do you even know then? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Do you know why you know this, Lee? Anyway, back to our childhood. That he was on. There was when they first started releasing stand-up videos, hmm. and oh, they would have trailers trailer. for everyone else. And yeah, there was a friend. And obviously, yeah, you just didn't fast forward through him. You just left him on because you were sorting out whatever you were doing. And but it was always weird because it was no. There was no sort of market sense done with it so it'd be someone someone genuinely really good <laughs> like their stand-up dvd and then the start was like you'd get like chubby brown jim davison yeah uh, freddie star yeah, yeah like, but lumped in with someone like i don't know um i'm pretty sure like the jerry sadovitz live i had had them at the start of it and it's like that is that's mind you i suppose he's very sweary so that's yeah. the only thing and I could the Mary Whitehouse experience was the same. It was like, yes, it was. Yeah. Why don't you watch Mike Reed? What the fuck has Mike Reed Maybe got Maybe that was for your parents. They thought, you know, your parents might have been watching the start of the video with you. Oh, wow. And that's all the comedians they like. And they were all on Avalon comedy yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> Avalon's, still, Avalon's still going, mate. Oh, good. Um, I'm glad to hear it. They, are, a, they are still a huge company. They're, I think that, uh, they do Taskmaster. Oh. Mm. Like they're still they're still like a huge management it. and production company yeah it's working through season eight right now actually oh nice which one's season eight who's on uh, season eight is a load of people i've never heard of <laughs> but they're very funny um uh also a uh, call back to a previous episode did you see um the clips what um when Jennifer is watching TV and burning herself with cigarettes. Did you see yes. what was on the TV? Oh, bugger. Yeah, what was it? It was... Um... It was Critters. It was a... Yes. Was it? Yeah, because I know every line of dialogue from that film. So literally, as soon as it started in the background, within three words, you I was like... very excited, <laughs> didn't you, She's watching yeah. Critters. Yeah. And I was like, of course she is. It's, it's a new line, so Robert Shea owns it. So yeah. he can put it on there and not have to pay anybody. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, so Critters is playing on the TV just before it switches channels to uh, Jar Jar Kabul. Yeah. Mm. Yes, darling. Go me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, Chris, so uh, so did this did this bring back happy memories of <laughs> from childhood? Is that the right way of putting it? I don't know. Yeah, no, it definitely did. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It is funny, like you say, how long we've waited to watch these, but it, it, that's, it feels like a seriously good landmark point. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely. I think. I think they are. And the problem is, that was the other thing. I think we tried to show you lots of subgenres and lots of different decades rather than just going, these are the 10 best films. Everything mm. after this is going to be a bit shit. Mm. So <coughs> I'm glad that we're still, <laughs> we're still eating out the cream this late on. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Why did I word it like yeah, that? Yeah, that phrase, bro. What have you been watching? Well, I, I, well, I just came Great up. Great British wank off. <laughs> on that note, we're going to call it a day. Um, so we've got our next two episodes lined up. Oh, have you? I've only got one on here. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, um, well, have we? We have. Adam, I don't know why you look confused. One of them was your idea. Um, <laughs> so that's that's uh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> So okay. for the next episode, uh, we are going to be watching the classic uh, Night of the Eagle. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Night of the Eagle, fantastic movie. Uh, classic. Isn't it in, British, in America, is, do they call it Burn Witch Burn or something? Yes, it is called Burn, yeah. Burn in America. Yeah. Um, they don't sound like similar things. <laughs> Uh, they, They're not. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, one is definitely a more relevant title, and it, and it isn't our one. Um, and, and then the week after that, or the episode after that, is going to be Jennifer's birthday. Ooh. Oh, yes. So Jennifer has requested that we watch Let the Right One In. Ooh. The original yes. version. Yes. 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 Not let me in, which was fine. Not letting you in, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just to give you all the heads up to get your hands on those, those are going to be their next episode. So Night of the Eagle is next, followed by Let the Right One In. Oh, that is some fucking quality, mate. I know, right? How are we the... still getting into great films this late on? And this is, as I say, this is what keeps, this is why I love horror as much as I do. As we say, we're. We're 80-odd episodes in, and we're still watching films that we're desperately excited to show, Chris. Yeah. So yeah, it bows well. It's because the good thing is, is that it's constantly updating as well. Mm. Mm. Where yeah. it's like, you know, oh, you've got to see this film that came out last year, which is astounding. Or you've got to see this film that came out when you know, your great grandparents were, <laughs> were going to the cinema. So. Exactly. Exactly. It's that, and these, I think that's why I like these two as well. So we've gone from the eighties night of the Eagle, I think is the sixties. Yeah. I think it's up. early sixties. Yeah. Uh, night of the Eagle, blimey 62. It doesn't feel that old. Wow. Um, with Peter Wingard, who we recently saw on when we were rewatching The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yes. Oh, on memoirs the... of Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Yes. Sort of yeah, his memoirs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's case, case book. Oh, is it case book? Yes, it is because it's the very last season. No, 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 you're right. It is memoirs. Sorry, case book <laughs> and then memoirs. Sorry. Anyway, it's, if I if I get it wrong, Sarah will be so pissed off. Oh, Sarah, we're so yeah. sorry. Do you know what it Wait, is? Get it this bit out, we're fine. <laughs> I didn't even realise they were called different things. I thought they were all called the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes because we only ever, you know, like we watch all we watch the whole sixteen disc thing three times now, um, mm. but we don't look read through the episodes or anything. So I just changed the discs. 
Um, and it yeah, they the haven't separated title. them or anything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's exactly the same titles. It just it reads slightly differently. So it will say the memoirs in very small, and then Sherlock Holmes. So I didn't even notice it had changed until recently. Now, I mean, I'll try and uh, I will try and work it out, maybe. Um, but I did notice that. Almost goes into the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes music. Oh, oh yeah. So it's not it's not absolute nonsense that we've mentioned it during not very on the You could do a sort of Bill Bailey mashup where he mixes up Nightmare on Baker Street. <laughs> yes, you see, you're there already. I expect yep. you'll be listening to this next week for our intro, please, Adam. Cool. I'm in. I think, I think before we end, you need to put the glove on again. Oh, oh no, we'll be here all bloody night, mate. <laughs> the, best, the best thing is, is that this glove has been done properly, so it's got like the, oh, the holes. It does look nice. seriously good. It's, it's got the holes like as in Freddie's glove. Mm. Mm. And one of the no. reviews on Am- one of the reviews on Amazon was like one star, fucking useless, <laughs> covered in rips. <laughs> Couldn't get <laughs> <anyone here. laughs> It didn't work to slash my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Now, now <sighs> does Claire let you call her Nancy when you wear it? <laughs> Oddly enough, I have to call her Rod. <laughs> Actually, no, I have to call her Coach Snyder. <laughs> Nice. That probably for the best. Could be left there. Um, <laughs> going any further. Yes. So next week, uh, 1962's Night of the Eagle or Burn Witch Burn. If you're in the states, the following week, 2008, Let the Right One In. Um, Perfect. Is yeah. I'm so proud of you for choosing that. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it just goes to show you do know good films and you don't just agree with me. I definitely don't agree with you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, um, I would like to also offer my thanks, Jennifer, because I have not thought about re-watching it for a long time and I so desperately need to. Mm, well, that's what mm. suddenly occurred to me when I was thinking of a sort of birthday shot. It's what mm. have I, you know, watched that actually I really want to go back to? And there's not many films that I find that's the case of and that just sprung mm. into my head and I was like, yes. I, yeah, I, 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 we were. Oh, yeah, I'll get yeah, into it. On the so, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want to talk no, about it. No, 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 no. Um, right. So, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Um, go and check out the rest of the Elm Street series. That includes you, Chris. Mm. And uh, thank you, Dave, for joining us again last week on yeah. our uh, episode on the first movie. Thank you, Claire, for joining us on the second movie. I hope. All of us collectively will be taking our own time out to go all the way through the series. Um, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. We're in lockdown. What else are we doing? <laughs> really not to. They're really. I know they vary in quality, but they're all entertaining. In they're never own. unwatchable. No, mm. oh no, no, absolutely. Stay alert. Stay indoors and watch Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well done, Adam. Yes. Oh. Yes, I found this earlier when I was researching this. Is that this? thing kept coming up and it was only when I was looking it was weirdly enough it was uh, Brooke Bundy who plays Kirsten's mum and so Kirsten's mum's name is Elaine Parker and when I was going through looking at people's uh, credits and stuff 
she was credited, her last credit was as Elaine Parker. And I thought, okay. And yeah, there's a thing on YouTube and it's literally this. It's uh, hashtag make the nightmare stop. Was that, I think that was it, wasn't it? that's it. Yeah. Or no, hashtag stop the nightmare. Yes, that's it. Yeah. And basically a load of um, cast from the various Elm Streets have all come together to do a COVID-19 PSA. Mm. And they redo, they redo Freddie's rhyme about, Mm. um, like as in sort of ways of avoiding uh, infection and spreading infection. Mm. I think it's bloody brilliant. Yeah. And like Heather Langham in there. There was loads, loads right. of people. Yeah, uh, definitely check it out. Yeah, uh, Kincaid's in there, and it's just. Yeah. I'll be at the bottom of the uh, thingy on the technology thingy. Oh, yes. If we remember, it will be in the blur yeah. below. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes. Oh, excellent, fantastic. Right. Thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Go and check that out. Check out the two films we're going to be covering in the subsequent weeks, and we will see you all next week. Good night. Bye. Bye. Stay in, stay healthy, wash your hands and shit. And watch horror movies. Yay. Sweet dreams. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Bitch.